Dave, what have you and Kenny been watching this week? Me and Donna took Kenny to see Blue oh. Beetle. Did really? Yeah. Was he well behaved? At times. You did know, you just did you just fill him up with like sweets and sugar and No popcorn though. No. <laughs> We've had this conversation. Yes. Way too noisy. It's not allowed when I go. It's good. It's 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 absolutely fine. It's um it's a mix of Iron Man with Spider Man. Okay. The lad from Cobra Kai, whose name totally escapes me now. Oh, it's, a, it's like, it's an ex-Xylo or something like something that? Something like that. Yeah. He's brilliant. Um, he's obviously going to be a massive star, but it's, um, it's okay. I, I, it's okay. I thought it was, I thought it was absolutely what about, was, it, was the Flash better? I enjoyed the Flash more. I did. And I know I, I it keeps getting slated, doesn't it? But obviously I was there for Michael Keaton. Regardless of, you were, I was always going to say it was good. You, you literally came with a t-shirt going here for Keaton. <laughs> is, it, is the t-shirt I bought in 1989? I just squeezed into it. <laughs> Couldn't breathe for the whole movie. I've got something else to tell you though. Go on. I won a lucky dip. Oh. The other week, right? So on the way to the shops on Saturday, nipped in the shop, handed me the one from the previous weekend to give me the free lucky dip put it in my back pocket wandered around went to a couple of shops to buy things got in and I lost the lucky dip oh. so I thought well I can't not have the lottery on wasn't lucky then was it no <laughs> well I thought I can't not have it on so put the lottery on again and won £30 so what I want to ask you is I've won £30 with the replacement one but somewhere on the streets of Liverpool is an unclaimed ticket. So For, is it a good... So my lucky dip is lost somewhere in the streets. So the one that... The lucky dip, was it... You didn't know whether you'd won or not? I've lost it. So okay. So I went and bought another one, which I did win the so £30. chances on. are it's a losing ticket. That's what I want to ask you. Should I be crying at night because there's a ticket... Someone's potentially found. I hope they did. I hope someone found it and checked it. But there's a ticket somewhere on the streets of Liverpool that has fell out of my pocket. But I won thirty pounds by replacing the one I lost. So I'm. Should I be happy or should I, I be upset? I think you quids up, quids in, quids up. <laughs> As the famous saying goes. <laughs> I always remember because I do that all the time. Brooklyn Nine Nine, really. He says Bing Pot. Because he couldn't make his mind up to say bingo or jackpot. And he says, oh, it came up bingo pot. And I get sayings mixed right. up. Funny enough, I was watching random video on YouTube the other day about this guy who'd won quite a big amount on a scratch card in America. Mm. And w- the film crew came and said, okay, then let's take you down the shop and buy a ticket and react what you did. And he, he went and got another thing and he won again. I've seen that, yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's just like... And he was just like, oh my God, I've won again. And it's just like, it's, so yeah, it's crazy. It's so you think I'm quitting? I think he quits up. <laughs> quits up. Welcome to Watch It If You Can. My name is Dave. My name is Liam. This podcast is all about box sets we've created of our favourite films and TV shows. Some you've seen, some you haven't, and others you may never want to watch. However, we can say, if you've never seen Future Armour, bite my shiny metal ass. 
All we want to do is chat on about these films and TV shows we love so dearly, and maybe, just maybe, you should watch it if you can. Okay, this week. So this week is the Hidden Gem Week. Oh, it is. So for Box F3, we've got themes. We've already done 80s action. My 80s blockbuster, yes. I've done a Hidden Gem, which was Super Bob. I've done my miniseries, which yeah. was Our Friends in the North. I did Animated with the Simpsons movie. And this week, it's my Hidden Gem. Which is? Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, shit just got real. <laughs> right, Home for the World of People is a 2016 Taika Waititi film that follows adventures of a young delinquent kid called Ricky Baker. A kid who's been in and out of foster homes his whole life and finally finds a home. However, fate would play its hand and leave Ricky Baker and his uncle Heck no choice but to go on the run in the New Zealand bush from the authorities. So it's based on the book Wild Pork and Watercress by Barry Crumb from 1986. It's majestical. It's a friendship one again for me again, isn't it? Yeah. It's that friendship between Uncle Heck and Ricky Baker. And also, and I've mentioned this a few times, it's the touching and funny and inspiring. It's 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 my thing. It's definitely my thing. Every, it's every theme, it's every pick, it's the same themes. <laughs> and, and I just think Taika as a director and writer, has a real ability to just tackle big topics and emotions in such a soft but quirky manner, if that makes sense. Because like, I think some of the themes he, t- he goes into in this film, you've got like you've got rejection. Obviously, Ricky's been rejected his whole life. You've got youth exclusion. He doesn't feel like he belongs anywhere. You've got the the fostering system. Like it make, makes he alludes a few times to what happened to his friend Amber, which seems there's a lot of sadness there as well. And although it's not obvious, he he, t- he touches on the indigenous disparity in New Zealand. He just does it in such a funny way, but it's quirky, and I love that, and that's that's one reason I love it. So as a hidden gem, it hits all them. Hits all the points for me because it's it's a film by a director just before he goes to Hollywood. So some people will know what he's gone on and done, but may not know what he did previously. It's a New Zealand film. They're not renowned worldwide for having loads of films, so not many people in the UK will be aware of a New Zealand film. And it's just brilliant. And in honour of humble people, I've made myself a roast little haku. Oh, interesting. Because if you were in the film, the, it, Ricky, because he goes, he's he's gone through like counselling stuff, and his his counsellor told him to get put his emotions and hakus. Which if you don't know what a haku um, is, it's it's a Japanese poem which is five syllables, seven syllables, and five. Syllables. And we obviously can't repeat the one that Ricky does in the in the film. <laughs> Just, <laughs> let's let's move away it's from weird that. Watching. So is this going to be majestical? Because majestical is my new favourite word. Well, let's take a listen. Okay. So this is this is my haku. It's my hidden gem. Hunt for the wilder people. 
It's majestical. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, it is. Majestical is just... Before it. we came on, I said to Liam, are you going to mention the M word? And I thought, I don't want to say what it is because I want to see if you pick up on it in the movie because that was one of the bits that it's, I, I It's loved. brilliant, isn't it? Majestical. I read as well it was only shot in about five weeks and mostly with one camera as well. Yeah. It's... it's it's low budget, but oh, it's it's brilliant. It's it is a great film, and I, I, it's a hidden gem. And I just want people to go and watch this film so badly because I I mean Jackie sat and watched it in lockdown, and it's not a film Jackie would ever consider mm. watching. I said, "No, you go watch," because I'd already watched it, and she sat and, and she just like loved it. She was just like, "It's such a good film," and and Jackie's not one for hidden for finding obscure films yeah. and nothing like that so I feel like our job on this podcast especially when it comes to hidden gems is to just push films that if you like films you will like this film I've got a feeling we went to see it together you know in fact because I definitely seen it on the cinema and I, I've got a feeling me and you went I think we I, did yeah and I, I f- think we did because I think all the reviews were massively positive and I remember they were all five star reviews and yeah. the fact that they're on and I'm, I definitely went and I'm pretty sure it was with you but I seen it I seen it on the big screen but with very few people in there yeah because it was, well, it that's was not, one of them it's not an unusual fact anyway is no it's it? never normally sold well to be honest we tend to go midweek and at an early time yeah. so we, we do avoid the busy periods but I reckon we went to see this together and I remember seeing it and loving it but this is probably only the third time I've seen it because I think I would have watched it on cinema probably watched it when it came out on DVD and I've not watched it for years so I was when you picked it I thought well that's a really good hidden gem because if you ask the average person like and I'm including us in that yeah yeah <laughs> have you you know have you, have you seen it a lot I think a lot of people won't have it, it, heard of it it's it's a perfect example of a hidden gem because it's it's do you think if Taika would have done it in America with let's say Johnny Depp and pulling that Brad Pitt Brad Pitt was playing the Hector role with with even with the same kid it probably would have been a big hit wouldn't it I, I think. think so it's a well written film it's well made it's neat and tidy it's a great little film so who's in it? What have they been in? What else would we know them from? Okay, so the, the main kid, Ricky Baker, is played by a Julian Dennison. Um, he hasn't done a lot because he's obviously quite a young kid, but he does make a great appearance in Deadpool 2. Pretty much the same character. It's yeah, a, it could what, be the same. It's literally because yeah. he's dressed almost the same, isn't he? And I haven't seen it, but he's in the Godzilla v Kong film. He is, yeah. Um, I've seen it. Um, it's it, it's okay. The one thing I'd ask you to look at, if you didn't notice, have you seen his picture on IMDb? Yes. It's brilliant. Have you not seen? He's got a little eyebrow thing. He's got the best picture of anyone on IMDb. Oh, no, the profile picture. Yeah. Check it out after this. His, his profile picture is amazing. I didn't know this, but apparently, actors and stuff can select their own profile pic on IMDb. Yeah, I've I, seen Alexander Skarsgård. Yes. With his pants he's, down. He's got no pants on. He's got, he's got a tuxedo but with yeah. no pants and I'm just like, genius. I didn't know that. I, I didn't did. know that but Julian Dennison's pictures are brilliant. Who else we got in here? We've got Sam Neill who plays Uncle Heck. God, what, what can you say about Sam Neill? He's been in the Jurassic Park trilogy. He's also in Peaky Blinders which I think is well worth shows. He's also in the Tudors that great TV series from... I haven't seen that to Henry Cavill. Yeah, it's... I didn't realise. It must be 
2000, mid 2000, it's it's a while ago now. He's also in a the piano, and he's also in. And this is a film I remember. I actually remember getting this on DVD. This film from Blockbuster, The Dish. I put the dish because I I actually remember getting it from Blockbuster, and I'm pretty sure I probably got it one of your free videos. Probably, yeah, I probably would give you it. What it was when we were thinking hidden gems, and then you picked this. I was like, I could have had the dish, but I thought I don't want to pick another Sam Neill, but the dish is absolutely a hidden gem. It's, it's brilliant. I think we need to do the dish on one of the the yeah. future podcasts. It's brilliant. And what else? Like Sam Neill, he's got a he's got a great career of film and TV. I feel like he's just one of the actors. He just literally does what it really feels like he he's enjoying. He doesn't have to doesn't do it for the money anymore. He's probably he's the his money off Jurassic Park. He's got he? a vineyard, hasn't he? And, yes. um, is it South of France? Is it? Yes. Or is it, or I, is it on Australia? I'm not too sure. I know he's got a vineyard. He's got a vineyard. Because he's from Northern Ireland, but his dad's New Zealand. He's one of my favourite actors. I didn't realise until looking looking up what he was in. He was in 40 episodes of The Sullivans. Got that time. I used to go to my nans and we used to have The Sullivans on all the time. We mentioned The Sullivans because that was where Mel Gibson got his start as well in The Lethal Weapon. So I wrote that. And he's also in an episode of The Simpsons as well. He is, yeah. But to be honest with you, it's a bit like, it's probably even more so than Cheers. Everyone's been in an episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, but, well. I would be surprised if we d- if every future episode, one of the stars is in The Simpsons. It'd, it'd be shocking if there's ever a week where someone's not You'll in The Simpsons. You'll find a link. Yeah. Dead Calm, obviously, from 1989, was like the one that probably made him like a familiar face in America because mm. that was a big hit. Hunt for Red October. I forgot he was in yeah, that. Yeah, with Sean Connery, 1990. Memoirs of Invisible Man with Chevy Chase. Have you ever seen that? Yes, that's a long time I remember. I've got one I don't think you'll have watched, Event Horizon, because it's a horror film. Sci-fi horror with Lawrence Fishburne. That's a really good film. Yeah. And it wasn't a big hit, but it's a bit of a cult hit now. Okay. It's really like popular. And another thing I was going to point out, have you ever watched his James Bond audition? No. So when they were recasting James Bond around the time Piers Brosnan got it, he auditioned for it and you can watch it on YouTube. Interesting. Because they brought it out along with like, it must have been part of a DVD special yeah. or something. He's actually really good, isn't it? Like, only for the fact that Piers Brosnan's amazing. He, he, he was in the, he must have been in the top three. Oh, he must have been. Must have been. See, I absolutely loved him in Peaky Blinders because I think he was mm. the first age. He, he was he, a bastard. He, oh, he was horrible and he played <laughs> it so well. You're so shocked because I thought he was going to be the good guy, please. Yeah. Because he always tends to play yeah. like a nice person and when you you get into it, he's just one of the worst characters and he's meant to be on the, the side of good, isn't he? Yeah. Um, also, we've got, I think you pronounce it, Rima, the, Rima Te Waita, who plays Bella. Um, she's got a big IMDb list of New Zealand TV, which I don't really mm. recognise. any. They do recognise Shortland Street, which used to be... On British TV, I yeah. think it's a really long run of New Zealand soap. I never watched it, but, but apart from that, there was nothing else on there. But she plays Bella, which is which is a lovely character. We've also got Rachel House, who played Paula from Child Services. I didn't realise she played Grandma Tala in Moana. Uh, yeah, Moana. I and I was like, oh my god, I didn't realise until I looked. At- she also plays Topaz in Thor, Ragnarok, and What If. 
And she also voiced Terry in Pixar film Soul. A film that sort of just went under the radar a little bit. I think it came out since sort of COVID time. I think yeah. it went straight to stream and yeah. didn't it? It's, it's, a really, it's a really good film. It's so I loved it. Also, we've got Reese Darby, who played Psycho <laughs> Sam. He's got he's done loads of things actually. Flights Concords, The Boat That Rocked, which we've mentioned a few times. A few IT yeah. cast, bad British cast mainly, yeah. isn't it? And also he's in the Australian episode of Modern Family. No he, he is. And he, he plays yes. Fergus Anson, who's the rich Mitch and Cam, he's an old friend of Mitch and Cam, and then he realises he's famous, and then he did sort of yeah, can't leave him alone. It's a really good episode. So he's he's really good. We start we uh, and also we've got did, sorry, just before you move on, did you see he's going to be in Tiger's next film? No. So next goal wins um, with Michael Fassbender. It's about him taking over one of the worst football teams in the world, and we we in it. When you say football. I'm not gonna say yes word. Football, proper football, proper like our footy, our footy. Our footy you know, it's a footy movie. It's yeah. a footy movie. That'll be interesting. The trailer's out. The trailer looks really good. And speaking of Taika, he also puts himself in every film he does, and he plays <laughs> the minister, and it's a hell of a an appearance as well. Which apparently, the whole spiel by the minister Taika said he went to a funeral, and that's pretty much what. Oh, really? It's based, based on, on quite a real life experience. And he said, <laughs> it's just, it's so bonkers you need to watch the, Taker. The best way I could explain it, if you haven't seen the film, is it would be like as if Rowan Atkinson did it. Yeah. It's like that bumbling kind of <sighs> vicar, isn't it? He's in Mandalorian as well, isn't he? He's, he is, he's yes. He's IG11. Well, he directed an episode of Mandalorian did, as well, yeah. didn't he? Loads of great actors in there that we went through. As far as characters, performance, what's your favourite? Honourables have got to go to both Ricky and Heck. They're just brilliant. Oh, so they're honourables? Yeah, they do. So we've got the same main then, haven't we? Possibly. I've got Paula. How do you mean? Yeah. I I am. Because the minute I think of this film, (laughs) she's the first character I think about. I had a feeling, I thought, you, you might go for one of the main two. So I thought, I'll go for Paula then. But the fact that you've got Paul as well is brilliant. Ricky and Heck are just so adorable together because yeah. it's obviously like a dare adventure. And, it, and I was like, but I said, I remember you saying the other day when you, when you saw The Simpsons, your your favourite bit, you went, you went with the bit you remember in the cinema. Mm. And I was like, okay, what, the minute I say Home for the World, people, the first thing that pops up is her. I think she, Rachel House is just absolutely amazing in this film no child gets left behind no child gets left behind she's just I love so she's it. the agent for the state services yeah she? but I like when she's saying to Ricky that she never gives up she's going I'm the Terminator and he's going I'm the Terminator she goes no you're more like Sarah Connor <laughs> even like in the first <laughs> film before she could do chin ups yes. that is lit it's, I've actually got that one of my honourable mentions for films oh I've said that in your yeah. scenes in... The, the, to be honest the bits I wrote down are more scenes because when she asked the policeman to ring the police yeah I want a proper <laughs> policeman but you, I love that and it's a tiny little bit when she first drops Ricky off at the start and, and if PC Andy sort of slouched on the car yeah. and she asks him something and she goes and kicks him. <laughs> it's just brilliant. Oh, the I'm way not going to talk about it too much then because I think you might have some of the things I was going to say in the scenes, but I am I am absolutely like made up. We both picked 
Paula because she's just brilliant. She's, I think she's the standout character from... from. She's, does she steal the movie? I think so. And and that's not taken away from Ricky and Hecker's characters because... No. And it's two great performances by, by um, Sam Neill and Julian Dennison. But Rachel House as Paula absolutely steals it for me. Have you got a favourite scene or moment that's not Paula Fares then? Well... That was that was my honourable mention because it, it. I mean, you could have picked anything with Paula, but the the, the chin ups joke with Sarah <laughs> kind of just cracks me up every time. Now, where what I went for for my favourite scene was not quite much a scene. It's all them lovely moments where Ricky and Bella start to bond. You no, know, when he first comes, and it, and it's the bit where he wakes up after running away the first night, and she's just sat there. She's like, morning. And he, like, he got over 200 yeah. yards. You can still see the, the, the <laughs> yeah. house in the background. Can't She's yeah. like, do you want to come in for some breakfast? Because it makes out he's been out all night, yeah. doesn't it? And you think he's got miles away. And, and he's literally yards. And I love the hot water bottle. And, and mm. you can just see. And the lovely moments where after a few days, she starts to settle down. And she just touches his hand. And then mm. he touches it. And it's really heartwarming. And all them moments. And her birthday song... That, yeah, I've got that as one of my favourite moments. It's the so song. And then when you give her the when you give the dog as well for his birthday presents and he calls a two pack. It just yeah. I love all of them. And then her death scene is really powerful. And it really reminds me that the way Tiger does it. It's really subtle and it's not you hardly see it. It's unexpected, isn't it? It's unexpected. You see, because obviously it looks like she was just hanging washed now, and yeah. she was just, and it's 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 heck crying, but it's, you hardly see because you because you it's almost from the point of Ricky looking mm. round round the barn, and it reminds me of the scene in Jojo Rabbit, where his mums you just see the shoes, yeah. and I think it's that's what I said about Taker's ability to touch them big subjects, but in such a soft quirky way. So when it's them really touching moments, it doesn't go. It it doesn't need to go too in your face of it. And I, I just love that moments and that scene where you see because you just see her legs. And it's not. It's not like there's a build up to it no. where you go, oh, she's not well, or this potentially might happen. You you generally think yeah. unless you unless you read the book or maybe you've seen the yeah. trailers before, you generally think the story is going to be about those those three, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's it's. It is heartbreaking and it's so well done and the whole cast direct and direction of it is, is just brilliant. So I love all our moments. That that yeah. that little chapter, I think it's one chapter, isn't it, where he settles in and he really mm. bonds with Bella. She gives him the sharp knife for yeah. the monsters in the night. Knife the monsters <laughs> of the night, yeah. It's just it it gets me and like the death scene is is too much. Too much. It's it's such a touching scene, like you say, because you do see from his point of view, and Hector clearly. What, what, uh, God, I don't want to wear this, don't want to say what I like. When there's sad scenes in films, I want people to proper cry. Yeah. The way Hector cries is how it, I it's, would. You know, if not... I found someone in that situation, because you get a lot of films and they just, they, they don't, 
really go for that emotional bit. And I think it's because they don't want to distress people, maybe. I, yeah. I don't know what the rationale behind. But, but I know what you're saying. It's almost, down. there's like Hollywood crying. Yeah. And then there's... there's That's the best way that, to describe it. This It's real. Like a Disney crying. Because it's not it. even crying. It's just like a wail, isn't it? Mm. It's just that, oh... Because oh, you hear yeah. it because you see Ricky's walking around and you just hear this voice in the background. Especially as you learn now, she took him in. Yeah. He was a lost soul a little bit yeah. like them. The bit I wanted to ask you about, in terms of like my favourite scene is, how does Paula get the tank? <laughs> no, I don't know how she turns up on a tank. Where did she get a tank? I don't know. I know, someone give her a tank to chase down these two. It's so brilliant. <laughs> and I love the bit where PC Andy's got the megaphone. He's like, there's a $10,000 reward for dead alive. And he goes, so- sorry, no, no, we le- need them alive. It's Yeah, they're just... Ricky dancing in the woods, I put down, and then it cuts to heck. And he obviously can see it without the music. Yeah, because he's got his headphones in. I love it when they do scenes like that. I like... The bit with Psycho Sam, where he's telling you about who Psycho Sam is, and then he goes, by the way, my name's Sam. <laughs> like, basically trying to tell him it's him. But my favourite of the of the whole movie is actually when the three guys turn up cabin, at the cabin, and they say they're going to take them in. And they start asking Ricky about what happens, and he's saying to him about, oh, I played God. with myself. Yeah. And sometimes he would watch, and they're all just staring <laughs> at him. And he's not getting the fact that there's like a sexual innuendo oh, type thing, because yeah. they keep calling um, calling him a pervert, don't they, Hector? And that scene is just... Because I, I do like cringeworthy scenes, like yeah. stuff in the office. That is one of the most cringeworthy scenes, where you're sitting there going... Stop talking. Yeah, Stop just, talking. And you can see Hex's face going, oh my God, shut up. <laughs> because later on when they're in the sort of the shootout, he shouts and they go, he molested me. He's a molester. Yeah. He's a molester. <laughs> that scene kills me every time. It, a, and, and do you know what? There's, there's loads of scenes I could pick in this film. And another really subtle one is when Ricky first arrives gets out the police car, <laughs> walks all the way around the house and gets straight back into the car. And Paul is like, You've got no other choice, and he's just like, and so when he find, when the police car finally goes, Bella goes, "Well, then, do you want some dinner? Of course you do. Yeah. Look at the size of you." <laughs> because she'd already said something to him about like yeah. you've had all the pies or something. Yeah. You're thinking because when she says that, you sort of think, "Oh, she's going to be quite horrible." Too. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. not. That's just kind of how she is. Yeah. you know, she's just trying to be sort of playful with him. So you have mentioned the song already. I did, yeah. Have you got a favourite song or is there a good piece of music that you'd recommend? So all the original soundtrack was done by a band called Monica and it's this lovely lo-fi 80s vibe to Mm. it. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's all on Spotify. There's two little pieces of music that were straight after each other. It's a piece of music called Ricky Alone with the moment where he burns the barn and goes off and it it sort of does does about 60 seconds. And then it rolls into a song called Ocean Blue, which is really then sets off into the bush on his own. And those two pieces of music, they always roll into mm. each other. Are absolutely fantastic. Never heard the Monica, but I've been listening to all the stuff on Spotify the last couple of days. And there's also the piece of music by Nina Simone where they used the song Cinnamon, where they then escape from Psycho Sam's sort of hideout in the car and the, and the, the chase kicks in big time. And they use yeah. the song brilliantly there. So my only issue with Cinnamon is it's in the Thomas Crown Affair the um, Pierce Brosnan movie and that's the only thing I can associate that song really, so yeah. when it come on I was like I love this song but it just instantly takes me out of the movie and I think it's on this crown affair the one thing I mentioned to you is I left the credits rolling 
you did that and you we just watched it again title notes so there's a song by a band called Trifecta and it's called the Ricky Baker song and that is definitely worth checking out as well I loved it yeah because I I didn't notice because you said you were writing your notes afterwards as well I left it playing yeah as I was sort of typing away and then I won't sing it I'll leave it for you for later that come on and I was like that's genius it is yeah we were playing but it is really good fun yeah right we both love this film it is quite a short film as well But, as always, probably our favourite question, yeah? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. What, if anything, could you have done to make it better? I've got one thing, but we'll do yours. Okay, I've got one as well. And it's the Psycho Sam character. Not I, a fan? I thought it was just a little underwritten in, 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 in the respect that it's an unconventional film with unconventional characters, mm. and yet he was a really conventional madman. If that makes sense, there was. I get what you mean. I felt it was just be forced. Yeah, it was just there was no nuance to him at all. And I thought if it wasn't for Restarry's performance, I think it would have really fell flat. I don't know. It just felt like it was. Do you think they tried to squeeze him in the movie? I mean, I don't. I, I don't generally know don't. I don't yeah, know if don't, he's in the book. Yeah, that's that's what I don't know. Um, There's probably people screaming at them. I just thought there could have been more is. to the character because he's literally. Your typical madman who lives in the woods. <laughs> yeah. And I get that because he's it's, it's, it's a madman who lives in the woods. But I just thought all the other characters were just, even like the mm. small minor characters, like the, like the three huntsmen who, who chased, yeah. they all had something a little bit quirky personality and, and everything, was, everything was in the film. I just thought Psycho Sam was just a little bit un, like unconventionally conventional for a madman. And I suppose you never found out what happened to him because he, he stays to hold them off. Yeah, and yeah. Maybe if you'd have seen... Well, that, well, maybe his idea of pretending to play dead paid off. <laughs> yeah, I've got one, but it's a pivotal scene, and I'm going to say it anyway, but you absolutely can't cut it. So this is going to make no sense, but the scene I'd take out, I wouldn't have killed Zag. Oh, I know what you mean. And I'll, I... tell, well, I'll tell you why first. I understand you need it, because Hector buries Zag... And then you needed something to then make him realise they need to get rid of Bella's ashes. And you get that really yeah. touching yeah. scene where he gives yeah. the ashes and he thanks he, he walks away and he thanks him, doesn't he, for bringing yeah. her it's along. A lo- it's, that's a lovely moment. I yeah. think it's because we're dog owners uh, and we never want to see the dog die. So everyone talks about like Marley and me as like yeah. the upset one. For me, it's Turn and Hooch. That, I think that's oh, the most I, devastating movie. But the scene in this... I cried. Right I watched it again. I say I cried. I literally cried my eyes out. I watched it again last night. You can't take it out either. And and as well, like, because it's like when the It's like a wild boar, isn't wild it? Wild boar comes at them. It's the dogs go and sort of save them as well, give yeah. them a chance. So it's it's Zag sort of protecting I know what you're saying. I, I yeah, it's heartbreaking scene. And I love the way they do it because you just see Ricky walking away and you see his face and he doesn't watch and, and, and heck. If they didn't do anything with the ashes, if they, if that wasn't linked to that following yeah. scene, I would say killing Zag was devastating and unnecessary. Yeah. But because you have that because instant it, scene. It made it made Heck realise that he yeah. needed closure on Bella. I know it, it, yes. It's, it's devastating. In terms of the the movie itself, then what sort of impact did it have? Or what impression did it make when it came out and since? Well, it made 
$38 million worldwide gross, which for a little tiny film from New Zealand, I think is a hell of a hit. It was actually the first, I think I read somewhere something, it was the first New Zealand made film to break a million dollars in its opening weekend. So it was, it was a big thing in New Zealand. As far as impact goes, it's all about Taika, isn't it? It's just, it put him on the map. And I don't know at what point he was already attached to Thor Ragnarok, whether it was... Because it was mm. Thor Ragnarok was literally the year after something, so he must have already been in pre-started. So, but it's cement, because I think the film he did a few years back, Boy, which I haven't seen, was meant to be pretty good, and he's done In the Shadows as well. He did yeah, the film. That Vinci. is really good. That, that is really good. I just think he's genius. I absolutely adore the man, and he's just... He's got such a soul and he's got such a sense of humour and he's so clever at fucking everything. <laughs> so he's like, apparently he's a really good artist and painter. He's a really good clothes designer as well. He's got like, he's done clothes, right? Really? He's done a range of clothes for another designer house. He's He does stand-up. That's how he got his, his, his first break, by doing stand-up. He did loads of TV. He's an actor, he's a director, he's a writer. I'm like... Come on, the presenter. He did the did the music awards yeah. with Rita Ora. Are they? I think they're married. Are they married, married, now? They yeah. married now? Yeah. And I'm like, how much talent does one man need? But yet still, he's so beautiful, and he's no one seems to have a bad word about no, him. He just seems like he's such a lovely person, and he's the impact for me. It's yeah. it, it's it's such a taker production. Everything that he's gone on and done. I think that he did previously. It's him, and it, yeah. he manages to just, like I said earlier, he gets this gorgeous, quirky take on things, so he can he can tackle big things, he can tackle little things, mm. and it just works so well. I think um, I think the only complaint about Tyke of it's he made Ragnarok, which is easily one of the best MCU yeah. films, and probably one of the best films of, of that year. Yeah, I think they're given too much free reign on love and fun. Yeah. There that it, it it's almost a comedy movie with superhero elements in it. Yeah. And I think it needed someone to pull back. And I think even Chris Hemsworth has come out and said they were just having too much fun. Yeah. And maybe, you know, it needed to be maybe a Kevin Feige to step in and go, let's ease, ease up a little bit. Yeah. That's it's, my it's own still complaint. the MCU universe, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because we're going gonna to talk about his other films. Like I mentioned a few, yeah, in, in okay. a little bit later on, yeah. So... Are we ready? Oh. Kenny, can we dim the lights, please? Oh. Oh, somebody. Oh, someone just touched me. <laughs> Molester! Molester! <laughs> I don't have to ask him to put the lights back on now. Okay, Liam, this is your quick fire round. You have two seconds, at least-ish, to answer each question, and I'm only going to take your first answer. Camping or hotel? Hotel. A happy or sad ending? Oh, I went to say sad, so I'm going to commit to sad. Name a movie that makes you cry. Um, what's the Macaulay Culkin one? My girl. My girl. Good answer. Yeah. Name a movie that makes you laugh. 
before Ragnarok. It's absolutely cracked me up. What's the best movie based on a book? Oh, I'm going to say Stand By Me. That's a good one. Which we have done a podcast. Yeah. Okay, I get it's not New Zealand, but Neighbours or Home and Away. Neighbours. <laughs> this one is not film related, but to the nearest mile, what's the shortest distance between the UK and New Zealand? 3,400 miles. No, it's 11,427 miles. That's majestical. That's majestical. So how can the listener watch Tom for the World of People? It's on that annoying oh. freebie app on Prime, which we mentioned when we did the... Which one was it? The other week. We did Super Bob, which was Super on it. Super Bob was... And it's... See, it, I don't it, mind it, adverts. Yeah, but they just chuck them in in the middle of a scene, and there's no. Yeah. Just, it's like it's on. It's on a timer instead yeah. of right. We we'll specifically we'll wait till that scene's finished. We'll wait till this one, and there's no advert. They just advertise what else is on the bloody channel. Well, no, there was like a there was a sort of Costco something one. I didn't what? have one when I watched it last night. Oh, it right, was all just the, the shows that they've got on. Oh, that's really weird, because when I watched it, it, it was a specific one, and it mentioned, like, a. am sure Costco was something on it, but what was really annoying was, like, what you said, it's it's almost as if every 20 minutes, regardless of what's happening that scene, yeah. because for me, it cut off where they're in the woods and Ricky wants toilet paper, and Hector says, just use a leaf. And as he goes to walk away, Hector says, I don't forget to bury it. And the advert come on, and it come back, and it's him, Ricky going, I'll bury you. But the joke is lost. Is in between. Yeah. That, that yeah. It was really annoying. But they've done that. I, I, so you can you can pay to watch it without adverts. I'm guessing it's a usual rent. And again, I don't know if so. It's what when we mentioned the other week. So originally it was a channel on Prime called IMDb TV. So IMDb has got a great brand. Mm. Amazon owns IMDb. It's like a match made in heaven. They're going to have the t- They're going to have their own TV channel, which they can put stuff on, and then he launched it. Twelve months later, we're changing it to freebie. It's yeah. HBO's done something similar, hasn't yeah, it? I don't they get like, it. They, they were Max, then they were something else, and I love it because it was HBO Max, and they dropped the HBO. That's now it's right. just Max, and someone wrote just as well. He dropped HBO because they make shit TV programs. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of all the bits to drop, yeah. I, I don't I don't understand. It makes no sense. We uh, Freeview, my ass Prime. <laughs> it's like BBC iPlayer just being called Player. Yeah. Why yeah. would you drop the BBC bit? Yeah. That's, that's the bit people are tuning in for. So, if you love this movie like we do, what else would you like? I'm going to go first. I've got two themes. Okay. First theme is Odd Couples. Great. So I've gone with Lethal Weapon. Oh, great. That's an excellent choice. There's a really good podcast on that as well. I'd recommend a podcast about that. Riggs and Murtaugh, obviously, night and day. Yeah. Couldn't be any more different characters. Toy Story. Oh, yeah. Was Muddy. Again, two yeah. absolute polar different characters. Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Great choice. Um, Steve Martin and John Candy yeah. from 1987. Beauty and the Beast is an obvious one, isn't it? Interesting. Kermit and Miss Piggy in the Muppets. Definitely. They are. They <laughs> Still are don't get that. Cup. No. Species thing. 
Homer Marge in The Simpsons. Yes. Again, two characters who just couldn't be any different. And you can't say odd couples without mentioning the odd couple. So there's the TV series from the 1970s and then the movie from 1968 uh, with Jack Lemmon and Walter Maffa, which is just an absolute classic. My other theme, movies set outdoors. Okay. Because the majority of the film is is outdoors, isn't it? So I've gone with 127 Hours, the movie with James Franco, directed oh, by Danny Boyle. Oh, the the guy gets his arm trapped or something. Based on the yeah. true story, he's, he's stuck. The Revenant. Oh. Finally won. That bear scene. Oh, my Oh, word. my God. So finally won DiCaprio with the Oscar. It's, it's a gruelling film. It, it is. I watched it with a duvet. Well, me, because I was cold watching it. And you forget how good Tom Hardy is in it as well, don't you? He's oh, brilliant, he's, yeah. He's, he's brilliant. And yeah. who's, who's the... Who's the lad who's just been in Guardians and he popped up in The Bear, the English lad? Oh, he's in Meet the Millers. Yes. Where the Millers, sorry, yeah. yeah. He, he, he's yeah. excellent in that he, as well, isn't he? Will Poulter. Will Poulter, good pull, that, yeah. Jaws. Okay, yeah. All on the boat, all outdoors, Spielberg, 1975. Again, another rough watch, like the Reverence, Deliverance, with Bert Reynolds. Yeah. Um, 1972, Castaway. Oh, I watched that again recently. It's amazing, Tom it's Hanks. A, it's like, only Tom Hanks could do a film where it's just him. It's literally him for one half and maybe two minutes at the front. It's literally Tom Hanks end. just chatting shit to a ball. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And Wilson, you, again, if oh you're talking about films God. that make you cry, yeah. Yeah. when Wilson floats away, oh, don't. It's, it's devastating. Don't it's almost me. as devastating as like an animal yeah. being killed. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. same. It's his best friend, isn't it? Mm. And the last one is The Grey with Liam Neeson, or as the internet has named it, Punches with Wolves. <laughs> I have not too seen. Have you never seen it? It's a really good mean, film. Yeah. So they were my two themes. I went with couples. I went with uh, movie set outdoors. You've gone with. I went. I'm gonna apologise to anyone who lives in Australia or New Zealand because the, I went for like one big list of Australian or New Zealand TV or films. Australasia. Australasia, but I feel like it's like everyone just clumps them in as the same, like you know, New Zealand. which we would hate if they did a Liverpool yeah, Manchester yeah. thing. It's, we? it's not the same, so I appreciate that. So, if, for any listeners in New Zealand and Australia, apologize, but it just seems to fit the theme of my list. So, I picked out a couple of quirky TV shows that sort of in the same, not same humor, but a bit of a tighter of humor. Summer High Thai. And Jonah from Toga are two mockumentary series made mid-2000s by a comedian called Chris Lilly. They're brilliant. They are absolutely amazing. So, so my high tie is he, he plays a young schoolgirl called Jemay. He plays Toga and he plays a teacher called McGee. It's the same guy. Chris right. Lilly plays all, And it's just, it follows these three. It's like a, a term in school. It's really good. I... Don't think it would be made now because Toga is a islander, so it's it's from the Toga Islands. So he's not blacked up, but there's an element of makeup. Yes, so I don't ever make him. But Toga is the Jonah. It is Jonah. The character Jonah 
there's a couple of really heartbreaking moments because he's, he's like the troubled kid in the school and you follow him through the year and he has, you know what I mean? And he, all he wants to do is he wants to go break dancing. Break dancing, sir. I want to go break dancing. And it's just brilliant. <laughs> but there's an absolutely heartbreaking moment where he gets, where he comes, something goes wrong and he, he you can see he just loses his temper and he gets asked, to, he gets asked to leave class and he gets pulled out of school and then you realise he doesn't, it's his only place he has that he feels safe in school. And although it's an absolute great comedy, it's a really touching moment. And it's again, it reminds me of like the way Taika yeah. does it. And then he went and did the separate series of Jonah from Togo where he's sent back to the island to live with his dad after he was excluded from the school. That was a run, like a spin-off series. Dig them out. I think they're all on YouTube and little bits, but some high tie and Jonah from Toga, and it's by a guy called Chris Lilly. He's an Australian comedian. Kath and Kim. Have you ever seen Kath and no. Kim? Doesn't make any better. Oh, it's no. just these two Australian women, and they're just batshit crazy. <laughs> they're they're just brilliant. I think they went. And, I think they've done a film now as well. Is it like an absolutely fabulous type thing, or what is it? What would you describe it? Oh, the really white working class Australian. They're always smoking and drinking. They, 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 right, no, I haven't seen yeah, that. They, they wear terrible shell suits. It's just, <laughs> you've got to watch it. Really, a couple of series in there. And another one, which is a kid's one, Round the Twist. John Man the Twist, yeah. Yeah, it was an Australian one. Amazing. T- like for the kids' programme, it was fantastic. It was quite. Um, quite deep, quite full on, quite quirky. Like t- and you can see, there's this little quirkiness that comes in Australian and New Zealand theme, and it's not so quirky, but it's 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 there because it's a hidden gem. There's an there's an Australian series, and it's a drama called Secret Life of Us, and it was a four series. I think it was around early two thousands again. Is so it's it's based on like a young professionals who, who own a couple of flats and it's just Saint it's set in St Kilda's which is a gorgeous part of Melbourne, and it's oh it's amazing it's it was quite it's quite real and hard hitting when it came out mm. but it it it's if if anyone's looking for something quite adult drama to watch it's really really good so I put that on my list as as a hidden gem sort of theme just moving on to a couple of films. We've mentioned them already, but Thor Ragnarok and Jojo Rabbit by Taika are just... Jojo Rabbit is such a good film. And incidentally, Rachel House, who plays Paula, she's worked on pretty much all Taika's films as not only an actress, but the off-screen coach, because he often works with kids. So the young kid who's the main... she was She did all his coaching with him. So she gets a she worked with him right through the film Jojo oh, right. it's Jojo an amazing oh, Jojo Rabbit's just amazing film I loved the bit with the other little kid when they walk and she's like I just want to cuddle off me mum do you oh, remember and no Stephen Merchant's amazing in that as well yeah. I know he's only in it like, like a really small part but he's really funny he's a really good actor Stephen yeah. Merchant as well actually a couple of Australian films people need to watch Chopper with Eric Banner Eric Banner you have just putting it out there. <laughs> Not literally. <laughs> please, please don't. <laughs> go. If you've watched the film, yeah. you'll get that joke. Just go and watch Chopper. It, it's a. It's 
it's such a performance by Eric Banner. It's where uh, again we mentioned these 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 next couple of films we both mentioned before. Gallipoli with Mel Gibson, mm. I think, is such an important film for the Australian film industry. Shine with Jeffrey Rush, we've mentioned previously at some point as well. It's a fantastic film. You need to go watch it. Jeffrey Rush, just I think he won an Oscar for it, or was he nominated for an Oscar? I'm not sure if he won, but he definitely would have been nominated. Yeah, yeah definitely. Really at least, at least. And, and also, Babe, if you want an Australian film. Was Babe Australian, was it? Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I totally Australian forgot. I haven't seen it for film, a long yeah. time, to be honest. Couple of, couple of New Zealand films. Okay. One to Wear Warriors. Have you ever seen yes, about I them? Yes, I have seen them. Oh, it's, it's a tough film. but it's, uh, There's a sequel as well. I can't remember what it's called, but the guy who plays the clone. I think it's We Were Warriors, I think. It's yeah, it's um Boba Fett, isn't it? Yeah, he's in it. Tamora yeah. Morrison or something yeah. like that. That's his name. And he's he's in the sequel. But anyway, once a warriors, it's a hard film to watch, but it's worth watching. And speaking of hard films to watch, go and dig out Peter Jackson's homemade film called Bad Taste. With them up like puppets. We're basically zombies. It is terrible. <laughs> yet amazing at the same time. And it's he funded it and made it all himself mm. on his basically on his family's farm or something in New Zealand. And but without that, we wouldn't have Lord of the Rings. So I've just got a couple. Colin from Accounts is an Australian comedy that's on. You BBC watched that recently, now. didn't Absolutely you? Absolutely love that. I think it's brilliant. And another film. It's not an Australian film, but it was filmed in Sydney. The Matrix. Never seen it. Jesus Christ. So that was Liam's hidden gem this week. It was Hump for the World of People, and you should watch it if you can. This was a Watch It If You Can production, executive produced by Kenny, our Vals lad, on Wake Experience. Don't forget to follow, rate and share from wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>